0: This program is brought to you by the podcastfactory.com. You are listening to Copy Chief. Radio, I have with me the copy chief himself, Mr. Kevin Rogers. What is up, my man?
1: Jonathan, good to be back, brother. Excited about this one.
0: Dude, I, uh, look, I have to admit that in the last episode, I got too, asking too many questions. If I ask too many questions, just tell me, hey, brother, <laughs> just pay me, all right? F you pay me. Ah,
1: that's <laughs> This whole thing is a ruse for you to get free advice. I knew yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Well, dude, that's why I started the podcast. <laughs> That's
1: true. (laughs) Free advice from the
0: smartest people I know, but that tagline didn't stick. (laughs) So what do you have for us today, man?
1: Uh, This is going to be cool. Well, it's part two. I like that we came out right out of the gate with a, with a mini series, right? You can't, can't beat those open loops to get people coming back. And so, you know, we're in the middle of a three part series that I call three things that must happen before you can sell a thing. Uh, In the first episode we talked all about clarity and just figuring out, look, obviously, for people to buy something from you, there needs to be an offer. And what is that offer in the big picture of your business? Is it your very first offer? Is it your 10th offer? You know, wh- how is it unique to other stuff you've offered and unique in the in the marketplace? Uh, and so that's all important stuff, how you need to vet those offer ideas and just see if there's traction. Like, does anybody even care about this stuff, right? As you know, send it out and get a big old yawn back. (laughs) (laughs) No replies. No replies. And Also, you know, how not having clarity can make you look like a goof. And you know, to your list, to your spouse, (laughs) to (laughs) your friend. Yeah, yeah, to your friends at the bar. (laughs) Uh, so, oh God, here comes Mr. Idea guy again. Yeah. yeah. Shit, uh, run. Yeah. <laughs> avoid being that person. So, um, so this is part two. We're going to talk about identity, right? Because once you figured out, you know, I right, I've got an offer. This is obviously got some traction. People are responding. They're asking to hear more. And maybe you've asked directly if this is something people want from you and they've said, yes. Uh, Now it's all about, all right, who am I to these people and why should they buy from me? Um, You know, this is something that even people who have managed to grow a list aren't fulfilling very well. And other people have only an identity, but have never figured out how to create offers. So all this stuff goes hand in hand. Uh, You know, look, there's, sort of three things that are required for you to, for your audience to have a relationship with you. And I call them uh, teach, reach, and preach, right? And if you think about like, what's a preacher? Uh, That's sort of like the top level. I'd say our man, Ben Settle, is someone I would call a preacher. (laughs) Reverend Settle. Yeah, Reverend Settle. (laughs) Because, you know, one of the things Ben does so well is he's great at telling you what he's against, right? And not necessarily like a negative way, like he's always ranting and bitching about stuff. But a preacher is somebody that you can hear in your mind when you come across a topic. So if somebody's talking about a certain way to email or use email uh, or even write a headline... I could think what would what would Ben Settle say about this, and pretty much have a know what he would say, and that's huge. That means that he's a preacher, and so part of identifying who you are to your audience is, you know, talking about some of the stuff you're not, that's not you that doesn't work for you that you think is total BS that people are you know selling as the real deal and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, so that's one important takeaway when we talk about identity. Um, and a more simplified version of that is just having a really clear way to explain who you are and what you do. Right. Let's say Jonathan, you're entering a market, you know, for the first time and you go, okay, well, you know, like the second thing people want to know about you is like, who are you? Like, the first thing is like, what is this? And do I even care? Right? Yeah. Uh, So you need that's having clarity on the offer. And then the second thing is, all right, who are you? And why should I buy this from you? And so in copy chief, for instance, we have like, this is one of our specialties. This is kind of the thing that, let's say, put me on the map as a, you know, not just a copywriter, but a teacher is that I'm really good at, You know, helping people use really simple formulas to get their message across. Yeah, Um, I call them little Mad Libs. Remember, you ever play those? Ah, yeah. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I I remember doing those in the back seat. You know, on like a long trip, and we just sit there peeing our pants in the back seat. You know, (laughs) putting swear words in the Mad Lib and stuff. (laughs) And uh, so you basically use Mad Libs for your copy. uh, Fill in the blank, simple stuff. And so I've got the 60 Second Sales Hook, which uh, a lot of people who know me have downloaded that book. You can get it, you know, for free at copychief.com. And uh, it's where I took an old joke formula and turned it into what I call a sales hook formula. And it's, it's super powerful because of one particular, well, there's four parts to it. Uh, and one of the parts is struggle, where you share a struggle you had. And that should really be something that is prominent in every communication you have. People need to understand that you had a struggle that they also have and that you learned to overcome it. Yeah. And you know, people may be hearing this and going, no kidding. Like that's totally <laughs> copywriting 101. Thanks, copy chief. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Wow, this is deep, man. Uh, but I would challenge those same people who might have just had that thought to Right now, if they were standing in front of me, answer the question, who are you and why should I buy from you? And have it come out like clean with no stuttering, <laughs> you no know, luck. no like thinking. Uh, uh. Yikes. So this is one of those. Look, I, I think, you know, you want your copy to be authentic and conversational. But when it comes to your identity, yeah, this is one of those things that you really want to have practiced and polished.
0: I like the uh, struggle that you talked about. I think I don't know if it was Ben or if Ben got it from somebody else, but he always has this thing where he says, don't tell me about your weed killer. Tell me about my crabgrass. People want to hear about their problems, even if it's the same problem that you have, so they know that you can relate to them.
1: Yeah, that's it's a, it's a perfect example, right? And so what's interesting, too, is that you, another thing you always hear in copy is, you know, don't talk about you. Uh, Always talk about them. And, you know, there's things where you can check the the I to you ratio of your copy. And that is effective. If an entire sales letter is I, 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 and it seems like you're talking about yourself the whole time, people are going to get annoyed and go away. Um, But in talking about your identity, the trick is to talk about yourself in such a way that you're really talking about them. And they can see themselves in you and at least relate to your struggle and really want to understand how they can overcome it like you did.
0: Yeah, that's a great point.
1: You know, you when know, it comes to the 60-second sales hook, Jonathan, I think you talked about how effective it was for you because you were not sharing a part of your story that ended up being the thing that resonated most with your, your audience. Dude, that was the thing that you pulled that out. That that was like the struggle piece, my motivation
0: piece. It was buried at the end of a 10-minute video sales letter. And we put that up front, man. And people are just like, oh, you used to live in New York? Like they're coming to me. And they're like repeating parts of the story because it hooks them right up front. They've had that struggle. They don't like their landlord. They've been treated badly. And And dude, I don't know why that was buried so deeply in there, but I'm glad you helped me find yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I think it's just, you know, our instinct is to, well, maybe you thought, like you read that somewhere. I don't know, talk about yourself, so I'll just bury this down there. Feels like it should be there, but I'm not going to lead with it, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that was that was your whole reason why. That's what struck me about it was, oh, I suddenly get why you own these properties and why it it's important to you to get the right people in in those units. Yeah, you want to know something, Kevin, yeah, yeah, how
0: good that was that my dad doesn't look at any of my work at all. Okay. And yet I was with him like two weekends ago and my mom passed away a long time. So he remarried and both him and his wife, who would be my stepmom. Okay. But she's pretty young, but <laughs> that <laughs> was whole weird. other story. Yeah, I've had that too. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, my dad actually watched that video and he's like, I didn't know you remembered that. Mm. Wow, you know, and so that was really deep, and I've never gotten a chance to tell you that, but it was really deep, and you're right. Sometimes you do have to pull your struggle, and other people will see that, will feel that, and will relate
1: to it. Yeah, and the other thing, just to stay on this for a second, is that it was tied to your reason why, right? And this is like, you want to get heady with this for a second. (laughs) Those (laughs) same people that were rolling their eyes, reason why is a, a much headier topic, because this can be the real struggle for people. Like, for instance, you know, there's kind of two levels of reason why. One is your – why is this such a, a, a special price, right? You know, and so, like, I heard a great ad today. This this cat just sent me these CDs of him reading classic sales letters. Okay. I love getting random gifts in the mail. And I love it, man, because it's literally just this guy reading these classic sales letters. And it's – for me, I just – Popped it into my car as I'm driving around and I'm hearing these brilliant sales letters and I'm remembering why they're so effective, right? Yeah. And so one of them he read was about a special book offer. You know, some of the listeners may remember like the uh, Columbia, you know, tape club or music oh, yeah. club. Remember those? Like everybody yeah. fell for that. For a penny, you could have like a N- 10 nine st- CDs. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, how, how can I not do this? Is this even real? <laughs> and why? So the, but they would always have to explain why. And this sales letter did a great job. It was a library of books and uh, it was a special offer. And they had the best reason why I'd ever heard. And they basically said, this is a marketing tactic. We know from experience that when we put these books, this collection of books into people's homes, our sales skyrocket because people see this collection, they fall in love with it and they go, I got to have me one of those. And then they go and they order more, you know. And so they basically said, we know if we get this in your home, we're going to sell five more for giving you one at the price of shipping. So that's why we're doing it. And I was like, that's perfect. A perfectly sensible negotiation, right? (laughs) Nobody's (laughs) transparent. And totally transparent. I love that. And so that's reason why, as it pertains to pricing, uh, reason why on a sort of meta scale is why are you motivated to be in the business you're in and do it at a higher level than your competitors? And for you, that's what really struck me about sharing that personal story of how conditions were when you lived in New York. And you, I, I, I can't quote it, maybe you can, where you said, I said to myself then, if I'm ever in a position to... Uh, rent out properties, I'm going to make sure that I, the first thing that matters is the quality of people I rent to.
0: Yeah. And you see, you've got that from memory. It's pretty close, but yeah, that was exactly it. We got treated badly. My dad lost a business. I didn't put that in there, but we also didn't have heat in our apartment and stuff. And I was just like, i and hate these guys. I used to hate them. You know how badly I hated them? Was that they wanted to win me over. Like sometimes they would b- bring me toys or take me out and stuff because they felt so bad about how much I hated them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah
0: that's hilarious <laughs> it is funny that's- but i didn't tap into that and then when you helped me figure that out and i that is really the reason and i forgot about that but that was the reason why i wanted to become a landlord to be better than those guys and i and if you were to speak to my tenants now or i don't even call them tenants actually i call them residents i've made a big change since all that so they're all residents now these people really genuinely like me and I don't hardly ever talk to them. It's just because I treat them fairly. I am good to them. And I make sure that they have everything they need so that they're never really looking anywhere else.
1: Right. Yeah. Because now what, what you're doing is you're saying, look, I'm, I'm building a community, right? Yeah. This isn't like I, I have a number on every unit and that's how much money I can make. It's like, you know what? The money will be there if the right people are in the units. Yeah. maintenance costs will go down because people care about how stuff looks they you know say like there's a washer dryer and one of the things is on the fritz Instead of people just kicking it a bunch of times to try to make it work, they're gonna go, oh, let's call Jonathan, he cares a lot, he'll wanna know that this isn't working right,
0: right? Yeah, and we get it fixed, right? And you know that I used all of that reason why, and I turned it into a a bunch of other marketing hooks on why I don't raise the rent, Mm. and why people stay, and I, I turned all that into my advertisements as well. I split pieces off and turned it into my ads. And um, I actually even started doing resident appreciation
1: parties. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so cool. I, I mean, I've gone crazy with it. Dude, but I mean, can you imagine like all the, how many people show up at one of those? Dude, we had like uh, 35 people out of like 40. Okay, wow. So 35 people. And then, so all 35 people were asked, hey, what are you doing Saturday? And they said, oh, we're going to a residential, resident appreciation party. And they went, what? What's that mean? (laughs) (laughs) What? Who? In
0: fact, we actually got people asking us if we had any open spots. And we're 100% full. I'm just like, sorry, put you on the waiting list. But uh, can't guarantee you anything.
1: Dude, that's a great. So that is identity. Like, reason why. And again, you know, we talked in the first episode about sort of having a filter for your offers to make sure a little vetting system so that, you know, you make sure that people actually want what you want to give them (laughs) or provide them. (laughs) And yeah, this is the same thing with identity. It's like, you know, how much of your story are you not sharing that would really make all the difference in the world? Look what it's done. Totally transformed your business as a landlord from just another guy to rent a unit from to you know someone that they show up and be with and whenever you invite them yeah uh, it's amazing thank you kevin
0: like i'm yeah. thinking about this all stems from the, you pulling that hook out and me realizing my real mission so thank you for that yeah
1: well again nobody writes alone and that's why we have these communities but it's you dude i mean you know you could i te- i've taught this kind of stuff to a lot of people who didn't do anything with it <laughs> A <laughs> surprise <laughs> so you know, all the credit goes to you man and it's you know i get really excited when people take action and see results like that so oh man good stuff so, so yeah that we kind of wrapped this one up i want to keep them tight but i think that's the big thing with identity you know find a formula that'll you know create some parameters for you to tell your story within, otherwise you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to figure out which story to tell or how long it should be. Go get the 60 second sales hook. you can download it for free at copychief.com and you know think about your reason why, and that'll help you be really authentic and transparent in your marketing.
0: Yeah, man. So what's coming up on the next
1: one, Kevin? Okay, so part three of our, our mini-series here. <laughs> now we're going to talk about reach, right? Like now that you've got uh, yourself defined and then you've got your an offer that you know people want, how do you get it in front of them? That's what we're going to talk about on part three of our special Copy Chief Radio mini-series. Love it, man. <laughs> Looking forward
0: to it. So thank you for the chat today, Kevin. Thank you guys for tuning in. And listening to me gush all over Kevin, (laughs) like a fanboy. We will catch you on the next one. See you there. You've been listening to Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. If you're digging what we are laying down for you, then your next step is to go over to iTunes, type in Copy Chief Radio into the search bar, and when you find a show... Subscribe. We will be back in your earbuds next week. This is the Podcast com.